cool. All right. Meat Hello, Meatface. 15. <laughs> 15, yeah. We're like echoing yeah. each other. Yeah. Um, okay, so I wanted to ask you, because I know that you just got um, red light therapy like and everything. So Josh just got a Juvie, J-O-O-V-I, like red light therapy situation, and he's been sunning his balls with it, okay? And I want to ask him a little bit about this because Taylor told me the same thing in our backyard, our old backyard. We couldn't, neighbors couldn't see us and we could like, you know, tan topless or bottomless or whatever, um, like mm. most days. And Taylor mm. would sun his balls. <laughs> he said it felt amazing. <laughs> so I want to ask you, what made you pull the trigger on this device? And what's the improvements that you've seen, especially with sunning your balls? So, yeah, uh, there, there's so much. Like, firstly, it's I think it's been way too short of a time span to really come to any sort of i don't know grand conclusions but what i will say is obviously we've spoken a lot on the show like a lot about the the importance of getting sun um it's not just about eating meats it's about integrating a whole host of different things into your lifestyle and sun and the power of light specifically is one of those things. Mm -hmm. And because, I mean, you lived here at one stage, you, you're living in an equally as cold place, I would say at the moment, probably even colder than Amsterdam actually. But the sun, living in Europe, they, I think there was a statistic that people spend 90% of their time indoors in Europe. The average European spends its 90% oh, of their time indoors, which is crazy. And so, somebody like myself coming from South Africa, that just was not healthy for me. I, I've, I've grown up being in the sun like most days, um, even when I wasn't like a biohacker and this obsessed with my, my health, so to speak. It, it has just been a big part of my life. So this is a way of resetting my circadian rhythm every day. That's the most important thing. I think, so, for, so in layman's terms, basically what it means is that if we were living as a normal stone age, you know, ape, we would wake up with the sun, go to bed with the sun. The sun would, the sun would dictate your day every single day of your life. So as soon as the sun comes up, that orange light, that specific spectrum of light has an effect on your body. So your, it, it basically tells your body it's time to wake up, time to produce cortisol, time to get going with the day there's so many different signals that come through light and then the, in the evening time when the sun starts to go down it has the same shade of color normally then it starts telling your body to produce things like melatonin so you can sleep well so we've completely lost that ability that natural ability to, to produce these hormones in us because of just the artificial screens artificial lights and things like that so even though this is an artificial light it's a way for me to just keep things in check in terms of the way I operate and, and my circadian yeah. rhythm and stuff. Yeah. So it's as simple as that. I had a question, really. a follow-up question for you. So mm -hmm. I guess I wanted to know like how seriously you take uh, the sun coming up and waking up and going to bed with the sun going down and that type of thing. Cause I live in some place, well, I live in Boise, Idaho. And the sun eventually will not set until 10 p.m. So, like, it's actually light out, like, right now, I think, until about 9 or so. Mm -hmm. So, like, is that 
nature's way of saying, hey, you know, you should go to bed later because the sun's going to come up later? Or is that like saying like, hey, get get more sunlight during this day because the sun's going to be up for more hours? What do you think about that? Like, do you believe in having shades? <laughs> yeah, that's a really good question, to be honest, because I still go to bed early. By early, I mean like nine, hoppers nine. That's early for most people in Europe. Same. So the sun will still be up for me. But but I do find it's harder to go to bed, no doubt about it, in the summer compared to the winter here. When it starts becoming, okay. when it starts, when the sun goes down early in the winter, it's your body just immediately just wants to go to bed. Like it's crazy, you know, if, uh, it might not be the case for everyone, but certainly for me. So it is, it is a bit harder, but then what I do to counteract that effect is wear like a blue blockers and, and things like that, because I enjoy waking up early. That's, that's my, that's my thing is that I enjoy the morning. For me, the mornings are sacred. I enjoy it way too much to, to just sort of uh, plow through in the night and watch movies. And do you know what I'm saying? Like, some... no, no, that's exactly. Yeah. So that's exactly how I am. Like we're very yeah. aligned and like, me like 6 30 was early and you it was like 5 a.m <laughs> you know <laughs> but like now with like the whole like pregnancy thing like mm. because i do feel that nausea in the morning like i try to sleep till eight so if i'm going to bed at my so here's the other thing i have not been sleeping well since i've been pregnant like since i've had the nausea mm. and i think what happens is i'm actually going to bed at my normal time 9 30 and i'm trying my best to sleep in till eight that's like a really long time yeah, that's like too much sleep. So now I'm actually thinking I'm like, well, if I am going to sleep until eight so I can sleep through most of the bad nausea, mm. um, then I should probably adjust my schedule and go to bed at 10 or 1030. Right. Like that seems pretty. Mm. And like we've always been Taylor and I have been like going back about this. He goes, you need to go to bed later. And it's just like I'm trying to like fight it, you know, because like I'm so tired, but it's so true. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I want to I want to get. I want to touch on your pregnancy and see how it's going and a whole host of different things. But, but that's a really good point because there is an element of me that wants to fight it. But at the same time, we've spoken so much about just listening to your body. And if your body is tired and wants to go to bed, you know, fuck, go to bed. Like, don't, this is just for me, like, don't mm -hmm. try and force anything. Maybe you, maybe you're catching up on shit years of sh years worth of shitty sleep who knows you know who, nobody really knows um yeah i, I think i think there, there is a balance there, there is a balance and obviously when you out with people you're socializing and stuff you want to you want to be able to stay up late and you know have a few drinks and, and not be yeah. at the table and just like falling asleep <laughs> completely miserable. i think i'm gonna test so i think i'm gonna test <laughs> sleeping later because what's happening is i'm going mm. to bed too early and i'm waking up too late and like my sleep is just so crappy. Mm. Like, mm. it's just not good. Like I'm tossing and turning and stuff. So I think I'm just getting too much. So do you struggle to get just that? Do you struggle to I, I found that uh, in summer, do you struggle to get to sleep? Like you feel tired. And then when you get into bed, and you try and go to sleep, you can't go to sleep. Is that what you know? Nope. Okay, so here's the thing. I have no problem falling asleep. Oh, like okay. I could be, I fell asleep on Taylor driving in the car probably like six times <laughs> and he would like be having a conversation with me and I would be like asleep just like, <laughs> so it's not actually going to sleep at night. It's more so like 
I toss and turn and wake up and like now I feel like I'm thinking about more things that maybe I normally haven't. Um, but here's the thing. When we were in the country for Memorial Day weekend, I got the best sleep of my life. I literally, I went to bed. We would go to bed at like probably like 1030 every night, which is, again, adding to my point. And it's it's still light there. So then there was no blinds where we were staying. So you would actually go to bed with like the sun going down and wake up with the sun coming up naturally. So now I'm like thinking about this laughing like, oh, there we go. Um, but you're exhausted because you're doing so much during the day. You're out and about. And there's not really like a, I was still napping too. So like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I sleep like a baby out there. And like, I would not wake up the entire night and wake up in the morning. And usually like the dog's on me and annoys me or something, or I turn or I have to pee or something. Like I slept through the entire, like every night I would just sleep through the night. And like, yeah, it wasn't my bed, wasn't my environment, nothing. And I just like passed that's, out. <laughs> that's incredible. Cause I mean, you know, when I was in Cape Town, I was actually having a look at my, um, I wear this ordering. Okay. And I was having a look at my ordering and my sleep quality since I was in Cape Town in that hotel was just so shit. Like oh, you, no. literally the graph just goes like that. <laughs> and now it's, it's finally getting to the point where it's getting a bit better again. But yeah, I struggle to sleep in like foreign environments. You know, some people have the gift. I think they can just sleep wherever, wherever or something, but I struggle here, especially in hotels and things. I, I really struggle to, to get a quality night's sleep. Hotels, I will say like, there's something about them being so clean and so used that you're mm. kind of like in my, in back of my head, I'm like, how many people have, yeah had sexual relations on this bed, okay i've never like, i've never thought of that but, but now i'm probably gonna think about it <laughs> oh my god i'm so sorry oh, no, okay. and you're going to london to stay going in a hotel next soon, week yeah. <laughs> sorry it's fine um no it's fine no one has ever had sexual relations in any bed that you sleep in that's in a hotel do you hear no. that everyone it Fact. is clean it is fine yeah. don't bring a blue light you don't need it <laughs> You know, you can, you can do whatever you want. It, it's you're, you're good. It'll oh build gosh. up immunity. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I wanted to tell you something. You're like, you already told me you're pregnant. So like, what else can you do? What else, what else is there? What else is there? <laughs> Twins. Okay. I am drinking honey in my coffee. Okay. And I'm not putting any like stevia or any sweetener or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wanted to tell you why. So, um, just like this might be why I'm actually sleeping really shitty. So mm -hmm. in Boise, I did not know this, um, which is my fault for not looking into it prior, but I have very bad allergies here. And one of the things that's different from California and some other places is they have these trees here called cottonwood trees. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, I don't know why I'm going to do this, but literally like every time I see it, it's kind of just like, snow falling you know like in the spring when it blooms you're just like it's like pollen but it's like big things of pollen so yeah. you're like oh cool like we're in a fairy tale or whatever right <laughs> and there's this song by do you know country music at all no Probably i mean not. i know of okay it, but not there's as well this as song you. <laughs> that is in my head josh and i can't get it out and it's by luke bryan and it goes like cottonwood falling like snow in july and i'm like <laughs> going around like literally and it's just like repeating that one line because all I see is the cottonwood like yeah. falling kind of like snow. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so my allergies 
are really, really bad. Um, and I think this might be why I'm not sleeping well. And maybe when I went to California, I slept really well because I don't have True. the cottonwood trees here. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I learned many years ago with allergies that helped me get some relief is I absolutely hate honey. Number one, I hate honey. I hate the taste. I think it's the most disgusting thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Okay. Um, but I found out through some research that if you actually get local honey to where you are living, the pollen from the bees that mm. cultivate that honey will help to like fight local allergies. So if you eat local honey, it can help fight local allergies. That's very interesting. But it has to be like the raw, you know, unfiltered honey, mm. right? Can't mm. be like, you know, like the one you buy at the store, like. So I had to get one that's from McCall, which is two hours north of here. Same terrain, same kind of area. Um, and so I started yesterday using this honey to try to combat and help with my allergies in any way possible. Because um, And any, any, any preliminary findings? Uh, preliminary findings is that I hate the taste of honey in my mouth. And it, <laughs> it literally, like, I don't know what it is, but it kind of just, like, it lingers throughout the day. Mm. So like I can eat like seven different things after I've had honey in my coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then like literally around 3 p.m. I'll be like, oh my God, I'm like motherfucker. I was like this honey, I can still <laughs> <honey>. taste it. <laughs> From two weeks ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I haven't noticed anything yet, but okay. I'm still like waiting. So I just want to let you know, this is like an experiment I'm doing. I don't know. Have you ever heard that? I'm. This I'm was like really, I'm really intrigued to see how this actually goes for you because it it kind of makes sense, but also at the same time, obviously I know how cautious I am of honey. I went through a stage last year where I was having honey on a regular basis, and I ended up just putting on a ton of weight. To be honest, like just extra weight, and mm. I just I I was getting quite sleepy and things like that, but. But I think that does make sense. I just never, I've never heard of it. But it, but it makes sense because if it's local honey, it means it's local pollen. So it's they they more than likely going to be pollinating local plants, and therefore the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The the not phytates because those are that's toxic. But basically the 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 sugars within it will be from local like trees and and whatever they yeah. whatever defense mechanisms it i, I guess it is is pollen is like a, a form of reproduction you know so it's whatever's going on in there is going to help the the allergies yeah. i would imagine and let me try like before this episode goes up i'm going to try to find the link to that and like i can link it in there just yeah, so people can please. read about it too um and again to like well. i think again like i'm sitting here being like hey never thought i eat rice Hey, never thought I eat freaking honey because I hate it. So it's just, I don't know, things are kind of, I guess, surprising and always changing. But I did find out from my OB when I told him that my allergies were really bad. He said two things that like your immune system, it's not like compromised, but it's working like really hard. So like if you do get like nasally or congested or like sinusy, which mm-hmm. like happens, like every morning I'm like blowing my nose you know, to like clear that, that never happens to me. Like, yeah. I'm not like ever like nasally, like blowing my nose <laughs> in the morning. Like I feel like a kid with asthma, like my little brother who had asthma, I was like, 
this is like, I sound like him, like cool. Yeah. So that's one thing. And then the other thing I wanted to tell you, Josh, this is like TMI maybe, but <laughs> um, your digestion system slows down so much. And I was like reading about this because I was like, oh, like, you know, like I poop once a day, you know, and that's always been like, it's usually around the same time. It's very normal, right? Mm-hmm. I have no idea what's going on, what's happening. Um, I read on average that pregnant women will poop only three times per month. And that what? doctors recommend like four different types of stool softeners that you can take. Sorry, you... three times a week. Three times a okay, week. Three oh times my a God. week. Oh my God. Did I, I say a month? You said month. I was like, what the? F- that That's not. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. No, that yeah. was like, you're dead. You're dead at that point. Uh, have you i mean my my first thing that i would ask you because because this actually this is this probably goes into what i want to also speak about but have you tried have you tried magnesium yet like any sort of magnesium supplementation so that was one of the things on my uh hair report that Mm -hmm. said that my levels of calcium are really high in comparison to my levels of magnesium Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i started implementing a like magnesium electrolyte pill so it has like Basically, it has magnesium and a couple other things with it that you take um, yep. to help it like absorb or something. So it's kind of like Lament, but it's like a pill form that's just probably a bit cheaper. <laughs> um, magnesium. So the other thing I'm doing, and you're going to die because this is also stuff I've never done. Mm-hmm. The pineapple actually has a certain acid in it like an enzyme um, that actually helps to break down carbs. So as you can remember, I could also be backed up because I'm now eating carbs in the morning to deal yeah. with the nausea. Mm-hmm. So now there's like this foreign thing. So now I'm like, okay, well, crap. Like when you eat carbs, like to an extent you need fiber, right? Mm-hmm. Or you need some, not fiber specifically, but you need something to help push through like your system because it's kind mm-hmm. of like a foreign thing in there. So the pineapple I incorporated because of the enzymes that actually help break down acid, like a certain acid that's found in carbs. Interesting. So that's where the pineapple comes from. And then I also got sauerkraut, which I don't know if you've ever had sauerkraut, but Taylor mm. hates it. <laughs> I eat it like by the spoonful and I'm like, whatever, yeah. it's fine. Um, and then the third thing was, oh my gosh, what was the third thing? Taylor was like so disgusted. I can't remember what it was, but I'll, when I remember, I'll let you know. Okay. But I, those are some of the things I've introduced. And I did actually go to the bathroom like the following day, like well nice. after introducing those things. So I feel like I'm cheering you on over here. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Um, that's really, that's interesting. Um, I myself have been taking, so what I was going to say, one of the things I've added to my, uh, diet, so to speak, because I too am eating a lot more carbs than I, than I usually do. But that's because I've been training more than I ever have, Yeah, which is going really well. But still, there's an element of like, okay, what do you probably need to balance this out a bit? Because going full carnivore is cool, like if you're still in the healing stage, but it's not optimal, yeah. I don't think, for some of the stuff that I do. So, you know, I, I have to have a bit of avo or a bit of berries or just a bit not not a lot just a bit so the magnesium- so after two years it's like modification time yeah after two years yeah. you get you solve your major issues then yeah. you're like okay it's time to modify and see yeah. and yeah. i could i could i could always go back one day who knows but for now i've found 
specifically the magnesium glycinate is the one Glyc that I use the glycinate. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I'll send you the thing, but it's the reason why the glycinate, uh, is great is actually my, my friend Maurice, he's an expert in all things, all things magnesium. I should, I should put his uh, link below, but the glycinate is an amino acid. So mm -hmm. unlike the citrate and the other versions of magnesium, it doesn't require your uh, stomach acid to uh, absorb so that because it's in a, already in a, an amino acid, it means that your body absorbs it immediately. And yes, okay. Yeah, so so that's what's really interesting because sometimes when I used to take the magnesium citrate in the past, when I first started the carnivore diet, I used to get like a bit of heartburn and I just didn't feel great after having it because it was from citric acid. So the glycinate. Yes, we talked about this. The citric an, acid kills us. Yes, it's it's an amino acid. So that's oh my gosh. And it's 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 more calming on the nervous system as well. So citrate specifically is more for like constipation they say where's the so sorry just to clarify for people and we'll link like the one that you recommend yeah. for sure in there because yeah. i think a lot of people could could use that including myself so magnesium citrate is the one that's probably most common that you're taking in pill form mm -hmm. but you don't want to take that because it, it could cause upset um and there is citric acid in it however the magnesium glyph Glycinate. La, la, la. Yeah, glycinate. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Gly glycinate. Uh, yeah. Is actually made from amino acid, and your body is able to absorb it better. Mm. Um, so is that is that correct though? Yeah, that's okay. that's that's correct. And and I I've found so what I've been doing is I take the specifically the brand that I'm using is uh, Now Foods. It's a pretty popular okay, brand. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why I'm, I use them is because they don't have too many weird fillers in their mm -hmm. products and things like that. And it's, it's very, it's good quality and it's a small, it's a very small dose for one pill. So I think it's a hundred grams for one. So th they say, they say that you should be taking at least 400 to 500 uh, milligrams. Is it milligrams or grams? It's, I think it's milligrams. milligrams. I don't think it's grams. Yeah, yeah. That would be a lot. I think. You should be taking 400 <laughs> to 500 milligrams of magnesium a day as an adult. So okay. these, the now foods ones come in a hundred uh, milligram capsule things. So I'll take one in the morning and one in the evening normally. Okay. And it's made, it's made a huge difference to my sleep. Like I can already see my sleep has improved. Interesting. I feel okay. better. I feel better. My digestion's better. Okay. And again, like I know we are big proponents of not having unnecessary things in your diet, but I just feel at, my, at this stage, it's certainly helped me. And, and like you have adapted with your pregnancy, I, I suppose I've adapted with my training now. It's yeah. like if I'm training at this level and I'm sweating this much and who knows what's, you know, getting released out of me, I, I need something to help me so that I can recover the next day, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I would say too, like, just for people, even if you're having digestive issues and you're carnivore or anything like that, like, it'll help you. Um, it'll help you a lot. And God, I feel like when I was keto, I think I took magnesium hmm. because I had such a bout of like keto flu because I wasn't eating like big amounts of steak, you know, I was eating hmm. more lean meat with like tons of tons of fat, um, like, you know, like cream and whatever. So, okay, I'm going to, we're going to link it here for you guys to get that because that's mm. very important to know citric acid, 
it sucks. Like if you see anything with citric acid and then you get heartburn, yeah. like you'll know why. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. Well, I did want, oh, sorry. Anything to add on that topic? Cause I wanted to shift a little bit. Okay. Before you shift, like, what I was going to add as well is obviously <laughs> I think I have spoken that I do also apply the spray, the magnesium uh, spray onto my skin. Like we, so if I've trained legs, Wait. I apply a spray to my, um, my skin. Wait, wait, I need to like get like full, like, okay. So I just like, I'm imagining Josh going like, yeah, that's exactly what I do. That's exactly what I do. I promise you it's crazy. The reason being, you know, Judy's Judy Cho has spoken about it as well is that your skin is the largest organ in the body. So although you're taking this pull form magnesium, chances are you are going to absorb it more, um, trans. I believe the correct term is transdermally, so through mm-hmm. your skin. So the spray, if you struggle with, especially if you struggle with taking, a lot of people struggle with taking any sort of pull, they actually just immediately want to throw up or they have a digestive problems. Mm-hmm. Then, the, then the spray is the best option. It truly is. Wait, you know what's so funny to me, Josh, on that point of like the transdermal like mm-hmm. um, absorption is that that's one of the reasons why I'm like now against like getting my nails done, getting hair done and everything because like they say like, oh, like it doesn't, it won't absorb through your skin. Like it's going on your hair, like it's going on your nails. And it's like my, I have a scalp. Yeah. Like I, I, that's your skin. You're rubbing things on my, that, <laughs> that's, that, that's skin. Because yeah. they, they always say like, what's so interesting to me is that they'll be like, with pregnancy, they'll be like, oh, yeah, like there's no proven trials to say that like getting your hair dyed while you're pregnant or getting your nails done while you're pregnant is like bad for you or can actually mm. transfer to the baby like you don't mm. absorb it. And I'm like, let's and- I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, yeah, wait, wait. But they say that taking like liver pills or eating any organs can be bad if you eat too much vitamin A, which can hurt the the, the fetus. Yeah. So I'm like. So you're saying like this one thing where like it's super toxic chemicals that are being put into your hair and nails is like, okay, because there's not a trial out there. No one's going to do a pregnancy trial to see how it affects the fetus, like Mm. by doing, getting their nails done every, Mm. anyway, but it's just so funny to me because I'm like things that you think if you like use your critical thinking, you're like, huh, like. So this is this natural organ meat that we've been eating for thousands of years and like, okay, natural birth that we've been doing for thousands of years before the epidural was created. Like those things are going to kill me or be bad for me, but it's okay for me to get my hair done. It's okay for me to like get mm. treatments on my, it's just. <sighs> yeah. Just using exactly. Just using your common <laughs> sense. Like if your skin, yeah. if your skin is an organ, yeah, like it's going to absorb whatever yes. you put on it. Like that's just what's going to happen. I mean, where, like, what do you think lotion. it does? It's not lotion. Like we <laughs> can talk about lotion, like exactly. literally like, yeah. Anyways, that just really bugs me because I'm just like, mm-hmm. dude, like, I don't know. It just bugs me. Cause I feel like, yeah, it's just so, it's so they're very, uh, like this is not adding up to me okay like all these books are contradicting themselves at this point i told you you, i told you that would happen that was on the episode we spoke i said if you read 
uh, if you read too much, you're going to drive yourself nuts because it's just all going to, con- it's all going to contradict each other. It's basically at the end of the day. Yeah. So you no, just totally. have to do, you just have to do what mothers do best and just follow your, your, your instincts, your maternal instincts. And yeah. And that's the best guide. Like nothing, I don't think anything on earth can beat your own maternal instinct because it's embedded in your DNA. It's been passed on through millions of years of genes. There's wisdom there. So like, obviously you're going to know what to do and what not to do. (laughs) And I will say like, just to throw this out there is I recently found this girl, I have to like look up her name, but she gave birth and she was full carnivore the whole nine months didn't have morning sickness, um, like ate raw steak, ate raw, you know, organs, whatever. Baby turned out totally fine, had a natural birth, um, no medicine, no complications or anything. Mm. And I'm just like, like, I get it. There's like certain things where like risk if you eat like a lot of raw stuff, right? And God forbid something's wrong with something, like you you don't want to risk that because what you have in your belly is just so important and sacred, right? Like you don't want to mess mm. it up. Mm. or lose it but at the same time I'm like so I ended up buying organ supplements again (laughs) um because I don't want to eat it raw but Mm. I don't want to not get some of those vitamins and to be honest with you like the amount of vitamin a you have to eat from liver and organs in order for it to be detrimental to a fetus is quite a lot you Mm. know Mm. um so it's like the vitamin a toxicity which Mm. like again like it just doesn't really thousands of years people have been doing that like the inuit like you think like when they're pregnant they avoid organs no mm. like why would they avoid organs when they're pregnant you know like that you're like missing out on key anyways so i'm taking supplements that i just started like the organs you know was this um, the segue so was like this the segue you were gonna go into <laughs> <laughs> no this wasn't what i was gonna oh, go into was... <laughs> okay um well speaking of intuitive eating right so memorial day weekend i didn't plan on doing this But I ate gluten, I ate sugar, I ate carbs, I ate things. And again, I never ate anything in large amounts. Like it was all very in moderation and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanted to tell you like what happened from that. What happened, Nicole? Um, (laughs) So one is that like I still can feel the effects of it now. And I felt like shit during Memorial Day weekend. I literally had to nap. Like I had to nap and and when I'm here eating like carnivore and stuff, even if it's, you know, after I have some carbs in the morning to, you mm-hmm. know, settle my stomach, um, I never really like end up, like I will nap sometimes, but not often. When I was there, I had to nap. Like I did not have the energy. I felt like shit. Mm-hmm. Like I just felt like my brain, like Taylor and I were talking about this because he kind of ate what I ate too. We like were dumb. Like, I'm not kidding you. I swear to God, Josh, like I was like dumb. And like multiple times people would be like, oh, pregnancy brain. And I'd be like, haha, yeah. And then I'm like thinking to myself and I'm like, God, I am so dumb when I eat gluten and sugar and crap. Like I literally am so dumb. And so Taylor and I were talking about this when we still were like coming down from like eating it. And we're like trying to like just like talk about it. And like we're even dumber than we were. And we're just like... I'm like, gosh, I don't like, I had like trouble, like understanding to an extent, like what people were saying (laughs) and like trying, like there'd be a word and then like, you know, on the tip of your tongue, Josh, Mm. 
Mm. And you literally are just like brain fog. You're like, um, it, yeah, like, okay, this person, God, what's their name? You know? And it'd be like, mm. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my sister, Michelle. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. It wasn't that bad. No, but... I, get, I get it though. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. people that you know. And then all. I did, I did get acne all along right here. Oh, damn. And it's like, like all along right here. And, um, this, I, I think I've told you before, like if I do have sugar carbs or gluten or whatever, like the acne is like the first thing that I notice Because mm. I, I rarely get acne and don't mm. really like, I'm not, um, what's it called? Like I'm not predisposed to getting acne yeah. either. And so when that happens, like it's super like noticeable to me. Cause I'm mm. like, dude, like I'm like, but That's anyways, I just want to let people know. I tried, I was like, you know what, I'll eat a little bit. And it still was within reason, right? Like yeah. it wasn't huge quantities, but um, yeah, it was like four days of maybe like having a little gluten here, having, mm. you know, some stuff mm. here. And um, it just was so shitty. I, I also, I had, I went to my first Dutch festival. Oh my God. Techno festival. <laughs> What? Which one was it called? I'm so it was excited. Called, uh, it was called 909 Festival. It's like an OG. Oh. It's an OG um, Dutch techno festival. Sounds really OG. It was very OG. <laughs> very big. 4,000 something people there. And I had beer, which I haven't had. <laughs> I have not had beer. I haven't had beer. Honest, honest, honest. I have not had beer in over two years, especially since COVID. The last time I yeah. had beer was in 2019. I, I can, I, I promise you. So I had beer. I had two hot dogs, <laughs> not one, two hot dogs. Because <laughs> I'm a savage when I go out. I'm a savage. Like when I go out drinking, best believe I'm going to fucking eat everything. But you know what? I had a really good time. I went with some, some good friends here in Amsterdam and we had... A barbecue beforehand or braai let me just yeah. say braai let me let me not let me not uh let me not disgrace my my homeland we had a, braai. a big barbecue yeah a barbecue <laughs> we had a braai we had a couple of ribeyes we had some chicken that's the way i want to start a rave like i want to start a rave like yeah. that always go to a braai eat protein eat ribeyes yeah. i was so full Fuel. yeah i was so full when we got to the festival at like two hoppers two in the afternoon we only left at about 11 at night and all i had was the two hot dogs at the end of the festival and a couple of beers i didn't even enjoy the beers like i actually i was drinking them just to get a bit of a buzz but yeah. can i be honest i don't miss beer at all and similar to you i felt i i didn't feel great like it took me a couple of days to recover but Mm -hmm. I certainly, what, what I'm proud of is I, I certainly wasn't as bad as like I thought I would be. Like usually I would sort of like go into a bit of a panic and then like the acne, like you said, the acne would be the first thing to yeah. show up. And I'd be like, oh, fuck, no, now I've got acne. The acne didn't show up, which which means that to a certain to a certain extent I'm, I'm healing, which is good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I... It took me a couple of days and I felt okay. But the point is, is that I, I'm not rushing to go do that again. I, I certainly enjoy, yes. I certainly enjoy where I'm at right now and I enjoy the process of what I'm doing right now. And 
everything that we're doing together as well, co-creating this, the content that we're doing now, I enjoy this way too much. Like I, I certainly couldn't do that even once a month now. That would be something that I do maybe once every six months yeah. max. Like, you know what I'm saying? It yeah. affects you. Like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, it affects you and you're kind of like, like, and that's how I feel too. Like, obviously, like, yeah, like I had like four days of like giving in to different mm, stuff. Mm, so mm. like, you know, like, <laughs> I feel like I really went a little further than I needed to. Um, but yeah, it's just like you, it, it's a good reminder. I think, Yeah. you know, how bad you feel and then you're like, oh, okay. So, so I have some very, I mean, this isn't news to me. Yeah. But I wanted to share with you just because we have a soft spot in our heart for Kerrygold butter. You can see how I left out grass fed. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Kerrygold butter says it's like grass fed butter, right? That's why people buy it. That's why I advocate for it. Um, however, there is winter, right? And during winter, if like the grass is frozen over and there's tons of snow, they're probably not eating mm. grass in Ireland, right? Like Ireland gets pretty cold. It's pretty north, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, this is all true. Get to the point, Nicole. Yeah, <laughs> okay. no, no, no. I, I mean, I, I can believe this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So my friend told me, and I've known this for probably like a couple months now, is that basically like, you know, you, they, during the winter, like eat, all grass-fed butter brands, like during the winter, if they are in a place where you know, they get snow, mm -hmm. they're not technically feeding them grass. Like they're not grass fed during the winter. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that. Like I'm not, you know, like there's only so many butter brands. Yeah. <laughs> and I just try to, like, you just try to find the, the best, worst one, right? Like you, I don't know. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. Um, so a lawsuit was filed back, a class action lawsuit was filed back in 2018 against Kerrygold. Um, and this is like well-known and basically what they were saying is that because, um, they're not, because it just says a hundred percent grass fed, not a hundred percent of the time, mm -hmm. like it doesn't say grass fed a hundred percent of the time. It just says a hundred percent grass fed or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, they were able to, um, like avoid fraud to an extent Ooh. it's all about it's all about the words eh? it's all in the five fine prints that's that's amazing yes. so in this it does say this is so Kerrygold is the number two butter sold in the u.s right mm -hmm. and they claim that they're from grass-fed cows and so this 2018 lawsuit was filed against Kerrygold for label fraud because their cows are fed soy corn and genetically modified grains instead of grass mm -hmm. um they were sued in a california court of course <laughs> and um, they said that they misled consumers by representing that their butter products are made with milk from grass-fed cows, made with milk from grass-fed cows, not treated with RBST or other hormones, all natural and 100% pure and natural. So um, anyway, so this is what basically happened. Um, and they ended up dismissing the case because Kerrygold's label does not read 100% grass-fed. So it comes down to the product packaging, right? Mm. Which we've talked about, which the marketing can be like so good. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not only grass fed or hundred percent grass or just grass fed cows um, that's on the labels. So um, basically they weren't able to be held accountable for the lawsuit. 
Damn. That's, yeah. that's really interesting. I think, I think I, I mean, I, I think I kind of knew because they, they didn't also explicitly say like grass fed, grass finished, you know, cause that's normally, yeah, yeah. but again, like going back to the basics and what we've been speaking about, it's like, I actually read something, hang on, hang on. This is actually really cool. I, I didn't expect, I didn't expect, I actually read this like literally yesterday on Twitter. Somebody said, eat meat and animal fat buy the best you can. Like it yeah. doesn't get more simple than that. That's with everything. It's like buy the best you can and carry gold will be better than almost 95% of the butters you buy in the store. No doubt about it. Yeah. And there will be times when they may be supplementing their cows with something, but still at the end of the day, it, you have to kind of think what it is. It's, it's a fat source. It's not cows don't, don't quote me on this, but as far as I know from my, from my primitive uh, reading and studying done, cows don't um, emit the same level of hormone toxicity as something you say is a pig. A pig, when it eats like soy, the soy gets deposited like almost directly into its fat storages, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Yeah. So if you're eating a, a, a if you're eating a lot of pork and they're eating a lot of soy, you're going to be eating quite a bit of soy, according to most people. Yeah. But cows have a way their digestive system doesn't do it to the same extent. Again, don't quote me on that. But as far as I understand, they don't have the same level of like effect on on the the fat that they produce or the fat that's on their body for that matter which is why i'm completely fine if you carnivore and you don't eat grass-fed like i don't give a shit like it's still better than bread that's what i always yeah. say it's like if you're eating cheap costco meats or walmart meats but you are jacked as fuck and you shredded and you're feeling good don't let anybody tell you that you have to be eating grass-fed meats like that's ridiculous yeah. you know I think that's a good point that you bring up is here's the thing, like what is the alternative to eating meat, right? Like the alternative is what eating something super processed that has yeah. like glyphosate and other pesticides and chemicals in it as well. And I mean, so that is true. I've heard the same thing about cows mm -hmm. is that they don't hold on to the deposits of soy like they do in a pig, mm -hmm. um, like their body, like, I guess, churns it out better or something. Um, so I've heard that as well, right? Because you're still getting all the same nutrients from a grain fed or a grass fed cow, right? Mm -hmm. All the same nutrients are there. It's just, I think it comes down to, Hey, like maybe I want to support regenerative because I want to support the environment yeah. and different things. Yeah. So I think it really comes down to that, not so much the genetic makeup or the different, mm -hmm. like, I think there's a, even in like sacred cow, which we'll do a book review on. I think they discuss that basically when it comes down to it, there's a very, very, very small, if not minuscule, minuscule, like almost like shrug off your shoulder amount of difference between the makeup between a grain fed and a grass fed cow. Mm. And it's so different that it's not going to have an impact on your um, health yeah. Yeah. or like the quality of the steak basically. So again, and also not everyone can afford regenerative. But getting like the Costco steak or the Walmart steak is still going to be way better than getting a loaf of bread that's just full of all the pesticides that they spray on the cranes, you know, because that stuff's not turned out by a cow. <laughs> like that stuff just is just 
sitting in the actual product. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, I already knew that it wasn't a hundred. I already knew that basically most grass fed butters are not a hundred percent because of the winter time. So I kind of like knew that, but it's just, um, because I think the ruling happened recently from something that was filed in 2018. Is that like now it's news? Mm. One other thing I wanted to tell you, Josh, is that when I was up in Northern California, I'm surrounded by a lot of farmers, ranchers, you know, cattle farmers, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the things it looked amazing there, by the way, it looked, absolutely beautiful. I was so jealous. (laughs) It's, (laughs) it's like, it's like our happy place, you know, like if it wasn't in California, we would move there, you know, because we have all our family and like you do all these outdoors thing. And it's just such a country feel. Mm. It's just amazing. Mm. Um, well, I had seen something about the feeding candy, uh, to cows. Right. Mm. And so I had like five farmers and ranchers around me and I was like, we're at dinner and I was like, so what's the deal with like feeding candy to cows, like, and adding it to their feed? Like, what can someone like tell me, like, is that really a thing? And they're like, absolutely. And I was like, what? And I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, tell me more. So I don't know, like the benefit again, I was so, I was so dumb at this point from all the gluten (laughs) I've eaten. (laughs) So I'm like, (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure just fatten, it must like make them fatter very quickly, if quicker, surely. It pumps them up, but I think it helps with the taste, which is very interesting. But what happens is they basically Mm. go to huge department stores like um, Costco and stuff. And like, they'll basically save expired, huge, huge, a lot of amounts of expired candies and the ranchers like will go and pick those up and they'll add them to their feed. And I don't know if it's necessarily just the winter time, Mm -hmm. but it sounded like it was kind of just like every kind of like a cyclical every once in a while type thing. Like they're not putting in their food every day, but I think it helps with like the production or like the, Mm. the fat that appears in the meat. Mm. Right. And so like, they were also telling me, they were like, well, what do you think farmers do during the winter? Like, do you think that all grass-fed cows are 100% grass-fed all the time? And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm like, what? Yeah, this is a trick exactly, question. Yeah. So they were just kind of like telling me like, there's weird things like that. So the candy thing is real, number one. <laughs> that happens. And then the second thing is that um, I don't think maybe white oak pastures, maybe some regenerative places in the US. But I think that for the most part, um, the packaging on steak, even when it's grass fed, grass finished, like they were telling me that you can basically feed, like at one point, every single cow will eat grass. Yeah. But at some point you have to like feed them soy, feed them corn and feed these other things to actually get them at the the structural and like fat level that you need them Mm. to like be able to have people eat them and enjoy them. Mm. So at one point they're not lying. Like there, there are grass fed at some point during their cycle of life. Yeah. (laughs) But they said for the most part, even if they claim grass fed, like most are going to be fed soy or corn or candy at some point during their lifetime. And so I thought that was kind of like, Oh shit. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and the reality is I don't think you're going to escape that. And I'd imagine even for something like white oak 
a lot of uh, maybe get get American white white pastures, pastures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> white <laughs> oak pastures um, in America. It must be very difficult for them to keep up with the demand because that's I mean that's, that's what I was speaking to Anthony Gustin about, who owns Perfect or who was I don't know if he still owns Perfect Keto. Perfect, yeah. But you just said there's no ways. If you in America right now, think about how big America is. If you start a great little company, like a little mm-hmm. startup, like people are going to want that shit. Like you, there's mm-hmm. no ways you're going to be able to keep up with the demand. So therefore the only solution, as we've spoken about before, is buy local, buy local somewhere within the radius of where you live, like at least, at least your state, like at least buy in your state. Yeah. Don't buy wide open pastures if you living in Canada and think you're doing regenerative agriculture service because you're not because it has to go and get on a car that emits emissions and things like that to to get to you. I'm yeah. glad you brought up this point because recently I through a friend of mine here I bought a bulk purchase from a regenerative farm here in Netherlands their website let me okay let me try and say it it's it's fun on which means, if I'm not mistaken, if I had to translate it, it means from from our farmers. So V-A-N-O-N-Z-E. So Fan Onsa, B-O-E-R. Fan Onsa Boer dot N-L. That's the website. I'll link it below. <laughs> I love well. hearing you say this. I'm just like yeah. super quiet. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm, I'm like trying to, I'm, I'm saying it in the way that we would say it in Afrikaans, but I don't yeah. know if that's right. So in Afrikaans, you would say fun onse boer, but I don't think that's, I, I think Netherlands, uh, Dutch, they say it a bit differently. But anyway, can I say, I post on Instagram, it, it was some of the best meats that I've had here. It tasted mm. phenomenal. And all I did was chuck it in the air fryer and it was, it was amazing i had a rib what i had a, a ribeye i had a ribeye but then I'll, i've also bought like a ton of um one kilogram uh vacuum sealed packets of ground beef so that's what i've done perfect and it's so good and um it felt it sounds silly but like with what everything that we're doing it felt so rewarding to know that this has come from a place that gets compensated directly you know instead of me going to the yumbo downstairs yeah. And buying steak where I know for a fact somebody said that the farmers get like the farmers get completely ripped off. Like there's no ways the average farmer would be able to survive oh. if they just lived off of. So that's why, again, it, it goes back to buy the best you can. But just know that if you're listening to this and you are buying from Costco, Walmart all the time. You are not supporting farmers in the best way possible. Just know that. So. So there is kind of this, like, I hate to say, there is kind of this moral obligation that the the further along your journey you get and maybe the more financially stable you get, I think you have to make a conscious choice to support regenerative farms. You know, it it, it no longer becomes like a case, in my opinion, of uh, like, oh, maybe I should. It's like, if you financially can, do it. But obviously, the big part about it is the fun, the financial side of it. it. It's very expensive for most. So so, so here's a Sophie's choice, right? Because we're saying that if I order from meat from White Oak Pastures in Texas, right, and that ships to me, I want to buy local. Like, I think the biggest thing that we're trying to say here is buy local first. Yeah. And then if there's a regenerative farm that you can support that is local, like double win, right? Um, so... Yeah. 
And sorry, Netherlands yeah. is so small. Netherlands is a yeah. tiny place. So let me tell you, if it comes from Netherlands, it's local. <laughs> it's <Yeah. tiny. laughs> so, yeah. Oh my God, it's so true. It's like the it's, smallest It's so small. It's so, it's, it's so small. That is true. I have to find, I will say, I have to find a more regenerative uh, like farm here in Idaho. I feel like I need to do a bit more research on that, but chat speaks and speaks to sorry, just speak to the locals because yeah, it was very hard for me. I, I did some research and I struggled because a lot of these farmers, I hate to say it, don't really know how SEO works, so they don't pay people to do their website properly for them. But if you speak to a local that's that's a friend with yours, they they might be able to tell you. And that's how I managed to find this place was because it was from a local. Sorry, I interrupted you. But no, 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 you're yeah. fine. It's just, I always think too, it's like, what is also like, I don't know if maybe there's less people. And I don't want to say people here are not more cognizant of regenerative agriculture. Like, I don't want to say that because I know that there are places that are, but I'm wondering if it's maybe like, less of a hot topic like people are literally trying to get by like right now inflation's at like an all-time high yeah. gas is at all-time high for like the u.s right now mm. like people are struggling to like buy and afford groceries you know so i can mm. imagine that like you know if someone does have an operation that's you know um they're selling their meat right and they were able to do grass-fed and now that prices for other things have continued to gone up you know a steak used to be 16 dollars in uh end of 2020 you know and then now it's like 26 dollars, mm. and this is like not even a prime steak mm -hmm. you know so mm. there's i don't know i think there's just people that are trying to get by so i just wonder if like you know having the grass fed is like an extra thing that people maybe can't do now mm. you know like i always think about that but i do need to ask around a bit more mm. because like we do support there's like a place called double r ranch which is like in all the grocery stores um, and it's from Idaho. Yeah. So like, even though it's in the grocery store, it's like, yeah. you know, from and, like a place. Or and it close. doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be uh, grass fed or regenerative in that matter. It just, what I mean is it's just local. So even if it's a local, yeah. like normal um, sort of, <laughs> I don't want to say factory farming because that doesn't sound it's good. they have tons of land and they're, they're just, like, they roam on it yeah, too. Just, just so a, normal, not, yeah. a normal, a normal, uh prime what do you call it prime a beef operation type thing that's going on there like a i don't know what you call it but just the average beef a normal beef steak but it's local so even if it's from the yeah. walmart but it's local it's like a local walmart that sources from local farmers yeah and they do that really well here like yeah. if you want raw milk and stuff or if you want different things like it'll be in some of like the whole foods or like you know, we have a boise co-op and stuff too mm. um i will tell you we found out you know snake river farms the wagyu remember like the wagyu beef hot dogs i had mm. and like there's a place called snake river yeah. farms and like Taylor and I didn't really think about this. We're like, whoa, there's so much Snake River Farms and all the grocery stores and stuff. And we're like, and it's really good. Like it's not true Wagyu because true Wagyu comes from a very specific cow in Japan, but it's like their super heavy marbling mm. American Wagyu style beef. Mm. Um, we found out that they are actually on the Snake River in Idaho. <laughs> And we were like, no wonder, because you could only ever get it specialty in California, like a specialty butcher. And then we walk into like the Albertsons because Albertsons like started here in Boise. Um, 
I mean, like walk in that grocery store <laughs> and we're just, just like, hang on, you're living in a parallel wait. universe here now. So <laughs> we've got Albert Hine here and you've got oh, Albert. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like we are living in a parallel universe. Uh, who copied who? That's what I want to know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But it's like, it's so funny because now we're just like, oh, like uh, one of our, you know, these meat, this meat that was like super special or whatever is now like, just like an hour away. Like I literally want to go and visit these places because like, I'm like, I want to see what's going on with their operation. Like, mm -hmm. I want to know if, not that they have a tasting. That'd be kind of cool. Like a dairy <laughs> tasting and like a meat tasting. I don't think they do that. It's not like wineries, but <laughs> you know, um, I want to visit some of the these markets. places. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I want to visit some of these places so I can actually see mm -hmm. and, you know, like see what's up with the candy, you know, like, because mm -hmm. I don't think anyone will really be that honest as honest as the cattle ranchers and the farmers that were around me at that table because that mm. was like my family and like people that are like in the industry you know what I mean like mm. I don't know how honest someone's going to be if you go up to them and say are your cattle actually grass-fed like 100% of the year and they're like <laughs> just do you know just, about snow <laughs> just don't like walk up to the gate carrying like some sort of like sign or whatever they're just going to be like yeah. oh shit the vegans are back <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a vegan carnivore, so yeah. whatever, it's fine. But oh, I don't know. I just think it's pretty interesting. Like, anyway. No, that's that's but, fascinating. That really is. Yeah. Was there anything else? I feel like there was something else that we wanted to like talk about today, and I'm like totally blinking on what that was. Hmm. Oh, oh, I know what it was. Um. So, so today is more of a for anybody. Today is more of like a catch up uh, episode next week we are planning on sorry the next episode so two weeks time we're planning on doing the book review of sacred car where we will read like some of our favorite highlights and anyway it's a great book but anyway carry on yeah i'm just letting book, people know book review we'll do a book review next episode on yeah. sacred cow the how um wait sorry never mind i was gonna say like, the, the, one, how. The, how. <laughs> the case for better meat Yes. Um, not less meat, <laughs> just better meat. Anyway, um, so I was going to say, see, I'm literally like still like not all the way back, Josh. Like, I, I okay. swear. Like, That's it's okay. like, it, oh my gosh. Anyway, um, thank God I'm pregnant or else I like wouldn't have an excuse <laughs> to like not be at my normal functioning level. Um, I wanted to talk about, um, so I'm like really big on tracking. And I know you have like an aura ring. Like I have an Apple watch. Um, I know that Apple watches give off a lot of EMF. Like the, mm -hmm. I, I guess would that be called radiation? Electromagnetic frequency. Yes. One more time. Electromagnetic frequency. Yes. And yes. so the same thing is the case with anything that's wireless, right? Mm. Um, however, Apple AirPods that I'm not wearing, um, I haven't worn them in a while. And also like Apple watches have very high levels of EMF readings, mm. right? And we don't really know what those effect will be. Like it's too soon to know because of all of these things are new mm. within like the past two decades. And we don't know what the actual effect is. We don't know if we're gonna have a bunch of wrist tumors, you know, more like an increase of brain tumors because you have like waves going through your freaking head all the time connected to your, like there's just, there's, there's things going on. Mm. So I decided that I didn't wanna wear AirPods anymore. So now I have cords and now like I'm not really wearing them for this, but um, the Apple watch, I was kind of like, I'm always looking at it, you know, like I'm always mm -hmm. like, Oh, like how many steps, you know, like is my ring closed or how many like active calories I need to burn. And like, it just, it, 
I don't know, like this whole week, I guess for about 10 plus days now, I haven't worn my Apple watch. Like I haven't even looked at like what's going on or tracked anything. And it actually feels kind of good. Like it feels kind of freeing, mm -hmm. but I noticed that I'm a little bit like, well, have I walked enough today? <laughs> like, have I, have I done anything? But like, it's honestly one of those things, like all you have to do is just, if you work out 30 minutes a day, whatever that is, like if you're mm. moving for 30 minutes a day, like some type of movement or activity, like that's pretty much like all you need, you know? Yeah. So anyways, the Apple watch, like the, what is it called? Like FOMO or just like not having it. Like mm. it's mm. like, um, like no, it's like real. Yeah. <laughs> like it's that's why that's why I do like this ordering is because it's so small and like I'm not obsessive with with it because I just wear it on my on my finger and then I have to go into the app on my phone to actually check how yeah. many steps I've done or how well I've slept because I I'm the same like I've been asked a number of times or been offered especially my mom she said do you want my Apple Watch she she offered me your Apple Watch and I said I actually don't it's like. I really don't like the last thing I want on my hand is an, is an extra phone that's smaller that just vibrates when I get a notification. Like, no, it's so silly. Like, honestly, a phone in and of itself is so much tech for, for anyone. And now you have to have an Apple watch and AirPods. I, I have, I still wear my AirPods and I must be honest, the more I read about stuff, the more free out I get but yeah. I still wear it. And the freakiest thing is like, I had this vision, like, you know, when you open the case of an AirPods, yeah. it almost looks like you're opening a box of cigarettes. I don't know if you've noticed. Yes. Can you imagine if like one, one day, 20 years from now, they just as bad as cigarettes. And like, you just see all these people opening. I, I, I got this, I got this vision in my head. You're speaking about the trees. I got, the, I got this vision in my head of people opening up AirPods like cigarettes putting them in their ears and then you're just seeing like the effects of it basically doing what it does on your body which is crazy in in my opinion that but is so blade runner yeah, like it's, it's freaky like kind of kind of dark josh but it's very it is dark. true it's like, the creative you, brain in me that just sees that yeah. vision like i kind of want well, to do like think, an ad <laughs> well here's the thing like that's actually really interesting because if you think about like all the things that like the fda <laughs> like all these things that the FDA and different things have approved. Yeah. And then like, especially when you look into, um, there was different medicines that people were given uh, for pregnant women to combat, uh, combat nausea, like morning mm. sickness. Mm. So they were like, oh yeah, it's totally safe. Like we've gone through trials and everything. And then what ended up happening, this is in the seventies, I believe, or sixties and seventies. And what happened is that, or maybe it was a little bit earlier. Anyways, they said it was all safe. And then what happens was that there was all these cases of people being for, being born with fins instead of hands. Like there, there was no fingers. It was just fins and there's a certain name for it. And then their legs also didn't develop. Um, so there's like, everything's like hindsight's 2020, right? So like, you just, you just never know, like people could market this or it could go through trials and say, this is the safest thing hmm. that we have. This is a safe option you know, this is what it is. It's fine. It's safe. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. And then five years later, you know, like yeah. all these birth defects and all, and then it comes to a, you know, there's been like a lot of different things like that, that have been recalled from the pharmaceutical industry, stuff like that. 
-hmm. So I can only imagine in our tech industry, like in these tech products, what's going to happen because if you think about it, they're not regulated as much as medicines and certain like pills and stuff, right? So like who's regulating the EMF frequency on AirPods, on Apple Watches? Who? Like which agency is going around that's not involved, that's a third party? And I'm still, I'm still on the fence as to what I'm like, I'm cautious right now. Let me just put it that way. I'm not, I still yeah. use them. Like I'll use them to go for a walk or when I'm doing exercise or whatever, but I am pretty like, I'm pretty like just at the point where I'm like, okay, maybe I should just be thinking about what else I can use. Is there like a better version? Is there like a lower EMF? headphones out there like a sony version are the sony's more lower in emf because the wireless headphones are really handy like let's be honest but maybe yeah. the airpods are just a bit of an overkill so maybe you just go to something that's a bit less of a f- frequency or whatever but who knows anyway well i have something further to tell you now think of that and the emf frequency and think of all the bluetooth devices that are out there for cribs for baby cribs for baby (laughs) camera monitors that you put around your baby you know there's cribs like there's basically all these things that have the bluetooth feature in them and it's like well if there are amounts of emf and i'm exposing this to my baby since they're born like what's what's going to happen. Like, yeah, maybe it like helps me in tracking my baby's sleep, or maybe it helps me to see and monitor my baby and what's going on, like when they're in the crib alone, but like, what is the actual effect that having all these Bluetooth things bombarding like a child from birth is going to have, like, I now turn off my phone, um, like Bluetooth, I turn off Bluetooth and cellular, Mm. um, like when I leave the house. So it doesn't like, there's no like waves coming through my phone and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just, anyway, so that's like a whole nother level. <laughs> now we have like, we have covered a lot today. <laughs> yeah. Cherry gold EMFs, <laughs> red light therapy. <laughs> magnesium. I think I'm going to get one. I think I want to get an EMF reader and like go around my house. Oh, okay. I thought you meant a red lights therapy, but uh, no, no, yes. I want that. We have to link in the red light therapy because yes. Guys, you need we've to got a your- lot of links to post this episode, so we got we got to be <laughs> we got to be on the on the on the ball for this one. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, anyways, cool. But you were saying you want to get an EMF uh, monitor. Yes, that's that's gonna be interesting. Yeah. I kind of don't want to because I kind of don't want to scare myself because I know yeah. my room is just gonna be one big. EMF. You don't know that. <laughs> you don't know. Like it, it- sometimes, sometimes ignorance is bliss. In my opinion, sometimes not always, but like when it comes to tech and EMFs and things, I err on the side of ignorance for now because just to end off, like I think you can, it, it can get obsessive. It really can because tech is not going completely away, especially for somebody like myself who yeah. uses it every single day for his job, whatever. So like, I feel like if I go too deep into the EMF stuff, I could, I could just make myself a bit miserable for now. And hopefully one day I work towards a future where I don't need any of this tech and, and I'm living on a regenerative farm. So yeah. but for now I kind of need it and I don't want to like freak myself out. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just well, that's, like, so here's your, the thing is poison. like, yeah. I understand to an extent like that, right? Like, yeah. and I, 
there's so many things in this world and there's only so many things that you can worry about. Mm -hmm. My issue is not getting rid of the tech. My issue is actually for better tech. Yeah. Is there a way where we don't have to be exposed to EMFs in our AirPods, in our Apple Watch, right? So you know how people make the case for better meat? Yeah. I want a regulatory agency that's actually looking at the effects of cancer, of tumor rates, of all these different things with tech mm. and how it's like affecting people because there's nothing out there that exists like and I mean, even the FDA is so loose, you know, <laughs> so and the interesting, nothing. Yeah. And the interesting thing is having said that, like there could be so many, it's going to be so difficult because there's so many confounding factors. Like, mm -hmm. is it, is it the AirPods or is it your shitty glyphosate diet that's causing you to get a brain tumor? Do you know oh, what I'm saying? Like it's like both that, triggering it's like, or something. Yeah. Yeah. But what it means that one there's a rise in obesity and seed oil consumption, things like that, that could be causing all of the cancers and brain tumors, not necessarily your little AirPods in your ears. I'm not saying that's the case, it, but I'm just saying, do you know what I'm saying? It could be. It Wait, I just got so excited you said that because now I'm like, oh, well, what about the rise of tech? The rise of seed oils, like the yeah. rise of like, it you know, less meat consumption, like all these mm. things, like, mm. I don't know. That's, it's all super interesting to me. And I would love to like literally sit down with Apple and be like, what is like the safety, you know, testing of these features? Like what, mm. what is the amount of EMF allowed to be in a product that's like put on the market, you know, because you have to think like AirPods and Apple watches are a huge profit machine. Like Bluetooth is like, yeah. is, it was such a future, yeah. it was such an invention, you know? So like, yeah. There's no way that people are going to be like, oh, no Bluetooth. Like, what the hell? <laughs> you know? True, exactly. And I, I think, like I said, I, it's just, it's better to be cautious, uh, but not obsessive, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. be cautious, but don't be obsessive because then you're just going to drive yourself nuts, especially totally. in today's world. Yeah. Yeah. And just so people know, like, I'm not obsessive. I'm more like, okay, I'm going to try not wearing it and yeah. seeing how far I can get yeah. with that and if that jives. But, yeah. Everyone to each their own, you know, like I say, pick your poison, mm. you know, Josh is like, okay, Nicole, <laughs> shaming me. No, I'm just kidding. No, not at all. <laughs> no, there's so many things out there. So, yeah. um, <sighs> well, cool. cool. Well, we'll link all the stuff, but yeah. Josh back in Amsterdam, um, I can't wait to see more videos of you with your sled, uh, you know, oh, working yes. on those knees. I'm yes. walking backwards up hills. So nice. Yeah. When you're but, gonna buy? Uh, when you're gonna buy a sled? What am I gonna like? We don't have like enough. We don't have enough of a grass area for it to make sense. Like it would on be your, like five... on the road. Surely on, on the road outside would that not work? But like, what do I put on it? Like metal on like yeah, on people do it all the time. Really? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I don't or know. I feel you like can they get... have wheels. No. Yeah, you. Uh, um, they got the ones with wheels as well. So they got wheels. So so like. It's like they got like little rubber wheels, so it it's a sled. It's not a sled, but it's like a a big trolley, a big push trolley, basically. I'm gonna be like just like <laughs> taking a trolley yeah. <laughs> around the neighborhood. Hey guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hi guys, just me and my uh, trolley. No, people see me walking um, uphill backwards for my knees. It helps strengthen your knees, and the same with mm. tying a sled and walking backwards and dragging mm. the sled. And so like, it's on my road where like all my neighbors have to go to get to our, like where we live on this ridge. 
and I like die laughing because like I'm like like just doing my thing you know walking backwards up a hill it's the neighborhood crazy the, the crazy neighborhood uh meat eating backwards walking lady <laughs> yeah but I will tell you my neighbor follows um toes over knees guy wait knees over knees toes, over, toes, knees over yeah. toes guy yeah. and knew exactly what I was talking about and he says he does the same thing on that hill yeah. So I was like cracking up and I was like, hi, five. Works. Like, works. Yeah. No, no, it does. Yeah. But cool. We talked about so much. <laughs> <laughs> in, my, in my mind, I was like, let's not go too far into this because I could speak about this for a long time if I if I had to. So oh, could, same. The, the knees of the toes guy stuff because I've been doing a ton of it. So maybe next episode. Yeah. After Sacred Cow. After Sacred Cow. Yeah. We'll go into that. But yeah. Okay. Well, sweet. Cool. Awesome. See you in the well, next like, one. Yeah. Like and subscribe, guys. Leave comments. We'll take it all. I mean, depending on what comments you leave next. <laughs> no, but be, like and subscribe. Ones. Share our video. Um, hope everyone has a great day. And yep. if you do anything that – just know that we're not here to judge you. Like, I'm kidding around. Just so you know, like, Josh and I kid around a lot and kind of, like, razz each other. But if you yeah. do use AirPods, it doesn't mean you're – a bad person or like yeah. anything like that we're just trying to make sure people are aware of what's out there and yeah you know just do the best you can that's, that's all you can yeah. do yeah all right bye everyone cheers